If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Oh, we're here. We're here. Right off the rip. 9 p.m. A little couple minutes late, but we are a, a full 25 minutes earlier than we normally are on a Tuesday night. The year of our Lord 2023. Here we are. Uh, UFC Vegas. I don't even know what we're at anymore. Like 76 or something like that. Dern versus Hill takes place this weekend, and that is a real main event that's happening. But it's par for the course anymore, as you are all very much well aware. We're not going to complain about the quality of cards because we get to watch fights each and every weekend. Um, we had fights last weekend. UFC Charlotte took place. Jelton Almeida choked out Biggie Boy, Yarzinho Rosenstrike in the first round, which we pretty much think most people thought was going to happen. Uh, the only variable there was the, whether or not it was going to be a uh, positional GNP you know, finish, but it was not. He, he went for the he went for the, you know, he went for that, uh, he went for that choke him. So he got him, hit him with that, hit him with that, uh, Sasha Gray, just choked him. So anyway, what else do we got? Um, you know, not the best quality card this weekend, if we're being completely honest, but we do have a couple betting spots. We're going to run through this. This is going to be a little bit shorter of a show. The reason why I say that's twofold, right? One, uh, there's not a ton of spots I love on this card. Uh, there are ones that I do like, and I'm in a weird spot, right? The stuff that I've been really, uh, as somebody so eloquently put, the great Gamrot recession of 2022, um, I <laughs> I think um, I'm having a hard time. My my high confidence reads are not hitting, and my low confidence stuff is smacking like I'm reading out of a book. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little confused as to what's going on uh, read wise right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just chill with some medium spots <laughs> this week, and we're gonna roll through those. Uh, I promised uh, a few people I would not talk about Francis and Ghana, so we're not gonna talk about Francis. Um, so that's a thing we're not gonna talk about. But we are going to talk about a couple of little spots on this card, and we'll see we'll see where it takes us. Again, a little bit shorter, a little bit more succinct of a program this week, uh, and then we're gonna we'll go from there. All right, so let's kick off. Let's let's kick the night off. Give me Michael Johnson versus Diego Ferreira, please, producer Jake. Diego Ferreira, seventeen and five, coming back after a long layoff. We have not seen him since 2021 when he took that L to Matush Gamrot. Speaking of Gamrot, he just shows up like that. Taking on Michael Johnson. Uh, insert obligatory strength of schedule comment about Michael Johnson. Now, coming off a win over Mark DeCasey, he's taking on Diego Ferreira here. If you're on the Ferreira side, you like submissions. That's your thing, right? Uh, which you can definitely submit Michael Johnson. That is a thing that can happen. Uh, he has nine losses via submission. Uh, and when you look at a guy like Michael Johnson, um, I mean, 
it's weird to me that we get to talk about this like this like this guy is competing in the highest quality let's go highest quality promotion uh in the world right in the ufc right it is the gold standard uh his professional record is 21 and 18 21 wins 18 losses and he is like still firmly settled in his roster spot like michael johnson can lose his fight to diego ferreira and he's not getting cut he he's still going to be around it's a matter whether or not he wants to stay um i'm going to be honest with you here i think michael johnson is is worth your consideration here at plus money uh bait you know again who's strength the schedule i'm not gonna say it anymore He's very, very fast, and Diego's very hittable. And last time we saw him, he had a very questionable gas tank. He's always had a questionable gas tank. If he cannot get the subs going early, the hands aren't there, not a big plan B guy, not really a a high fight IQ guy, and truth be told, he's coming off a huge layoff, and I don't necessarily understand the favorite spot outside of the fact that Michael Johnson is very prone to being submitted if he is going to lose. I mean, of 18 losses, half of them have come via submission. So they're statistically speaking, it's pretty likely that that's how he's going to lose this fight if it goes that way. You can get Diego Ferreira inside the distance at plus money, at plus 120. You can also get Diego Ferreira um, by submission at plus 210. That is a line that's readily available right now. So if you're on the Diego side, I would encourage you to just get him at plus money. There's, you know, I you might as well sweeten the pot. And then I, you could take Michael Johnson money line. And realistically, as long as he doesn't do the trademark Michael Johnson thing where he spaces out at the end of the fight and get caught in something dumb. Um, yeah, you could definitely you could definitely cash on an underdog there. I would even venture a small little sprinkle play on Diego Ferreira round three. I'm just throwing that out there. You could even play Michael Johnson round three. You could you could you could fade both of these guys. So you could you could count on Michael Johnson doing dumb Michael Johnson things at the end of the fight, and you can count on Diego Ferreira to have bad cardio and have Michael Johnson maybe put a little bit of volume together and get him out of there. In round three, those are all very, very sneaky, um, you know, little sneaky availability uh, options there. Ferrer in round three, uh, probably going to be somewhere plus plus seven, plus nine, plus (laughs) eight-ish. I don't think it'll be, I don't think we'll get up to a plus a thousand there, but it's going to be, it'll be at the higher end of, the, of, of that uh, seven, eight, nine spectrum, I would imagine. So get Diego around three. Michael Johnson will be, you know, obviously, since he's the underdog, it'll be a little bit higher than that, even. So uh, initial leaning on Michael Johnson there for me. Next up, we have Andre Fialo taking on Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley at 15 and six, Andre Fialo at 16 and six. I dare say high confidence spot on Joaquin Buckley here. I just Buckley's Buckley's on a roll. He's confident. He's feeling himself. The hands are there. Andre Fiala is a willing dance partner. Uh, if you're going to stand there and engage with Joaquin Buckley, you know, punch for punch over the course of 15 minutes, I think you have a good chance here uh, of getting a knockout win. Buckley is a minus 235 favorite on Fiala coming back at a plus 200 over and rounds at one and a half. Um, inside the distance is going to be a little chalky if you're into that walking Buckley money line is a little chalky, but I like Buckley here. I really do. 
Uh, Fialo is hittable if nothing else. I'm, I, I really, again, I, I dare say high confidence Joaquin Buckley here, but I, I really like him in this spot. Uh, and I would anticipate this line moving even more than it already has. So I'm, I'm all over on our Joaquin Buckley here. Next, we have Emily Ducote taking on Lupi Godinez. Lupi Godinez, 9-3. Emily Ducote at 12-7. and seven. Um, This hurts, right? I was hoping we could get Lupi at plus money. I was really hoping that we'd get Lupi at plus money. I'm not sure why we're getting the price that we're – like. I'm not sure why we're seeing what we're seeing here, right? Angela Hill completely outclassed um, – Emily Ducote. Like, it wasn't even close. It was a complete, complete outclass. They didn't even look like they were competing in the same sport. Um, Ducote came out and looked fantastic in her win over Jessica Panay, which would make you think, how bad is Jessica Panay? Which we, we kind of know she's pretty bad. Um, but, you know, Loopy's coming off a win over Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, quick little turnaround time here. She's coming right back. Uh, both these women, their most recent losses are Angela Hill. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm inclined to go loopy here just because I feel like it was the output of Angela Hill, which usually almost always wins her fights. And then the size of Luana Carolina, right. That, that kind of lost her that fight. Emily's small, um, I, I don't want to roll against women's science here. It's not something I love doing. Um, but Loopy's Loopy's made us money. Historically speaking, Loopy has made us a lot of money. She's a uh, she's one of the wells that we continually dip into. Uh, I don't know if that trend continues here, but I there's no way all women dogs win. We have four women fights this this weekend. I don't think all four women dogs are going to win. We got to pick our spots here. Uh, we'll talk about Victoria Leonardo at plus five hundred here in a couple minutes. But uh, I, man, I'm leaning loopy. I'm just leaning loopy. But women's science is probably going to come back and smack me in the face for not following my own rules. Every time I don't follow my own rules, which is often, I end up, you know fighting a bullet so anyway Edmund Shabazzi in the 12 and 3 taking on Anthony Hernandez at 10 and 2 uh we get the golden boy coming back golden boy versus fluffy this is a very weird very weird nickname matchup Anthony Hernandez is at a minus 225 favorite right minus 225 favorite over Edmund Shabazzi here plus 190 over under on rounds is at one and a half. Now, I know Anthony Hernandez has been on a roll lately, but let's not forget that he got pieced up by Kevin Holland. Like, Holland put the hands on him, and Shabazian looked good last time out. We wondered what adjustments he was going to make um, following the, the you know, the three-fight skid, the the Brunson-Hermanson, Imovov, you know, craziness, and he comes back and he he beats the hell out of Dolce Longiambula. Now, is Dolce, Dolce Longiambula, is he... Is he is he as good as Anthony Hernandez? No, he's not. He 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 really is not. Uh, Anthony Hernandez really kind of come into his own lately. The win, with the win over Adolfo Vieira, I think, solidified in his mind that he belongs. Right. So, uh, you win. He wins. You know, he wins over Brendan Allen in the LFA, and then he comes in and he loses right away to Marcus Perez. Who Marcus Perez is. Uh, last time I checked was in the professional pillow fighting league. I believe is the last time I saw him fight. 
um, then went over Iron Turtle and then gets the shit kicked out of by Kevin Holland, like we mentioned. So he probably was, you know, the first two years, three years in the promotion was wondering where he belonged at. Well, then he goes out and he submits a world champion jujitsu practitioner, right? And uh, you wonder, well, okay, well, what comes next? And we handful of canceled bouts and all that stuff, but then uh, wins two more, right? Beats Josh Frem, beats Mark Andre Barrio. Uh, gets gets him out of there, right? But gets Mark Andre Barrio out of there, and they were rewarded with Edmund Shabazian, who, uh, if we're going to be honest here, you know, if you want to choke out Edmund Shabazian, um, you got to be the first one to do it, right? So I don't. Is Fluffy going to stand there and throw hands with the with with the Golden Boy or the Golden Pony or whatever Pony Boy or whatever his name is? I, I'm, I'm not. Sure. I can't remember what his name. What he goes by is that is that what you want to do? Because if you're going to throw hands with Edmund, I I'd lean Edmund here. If you're going to throw hands with him, um, if you're Anthony Hernandez, you, you're going to want to take this fight down. You're going to want to try to be the one that chokes him out. Um, so can you do the thing that hasn't been done before? So if you're on the Anthony Hernandez side, do, do you concern yourself with, is he is he going to be a, a world-class boxer now? Is he going to show, show us something on the hands that we haven't seen before? And if he takes Edmund down, is he going to be the one that, to – to ed, hand Edmund his first loss by submission. You're you're counting on a lot of variables there that we haven't seen before. Now, that being said, um, our most recent you know form of tape, if you will, on Shabazian is Dolce, which is not great. It's not a great look. That's not a great tune-up for a fighter like Fluffy here. But I'm gonna I I I think I'm gonna lean on Edmund here. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a, a sizable dog, and the reason why I'm doing so is I'm not I'm not sold on Anthony Hernandez despite the momentum of a three fight win streak. I am not sold on him to be able to come in here and do something that hasn't been done before. Um, I hope he I mean it'd be great if he does. Uh, I but I think we're at the I think we're at the I think we're at the we're close to the ceiling. For young fluffy Hernandez, I think we're I think we're about as close. I think the Mark Andre Barrios, the Edmund Shabazians, the the that I, you know Albert Duryevs of the middleweight division. Like I think that's where we sort of I think we're I think we're going to start bumping into some stuff here. So um, I'll I will lean on Edmund Shabazian here just because I, I love the price. You give me almost two two to one on my money here. I mean. Yeah, I think they're going to primarily throw hands for a little bit. If they throw hands for a little bit, he can knock them out. Edmund's got them hands, bro. And he loves to sneak in those high kicks at the end of combinations as well. So um, give me Edmund. Give me Edmund at plus 190. I'd be, I'm anxious to see how many other people are going to be on Edmund this weekend. I don't think there's going to be a lot of us. I say us as if there's more than one already. I think I'm the only one so far. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I don't watch anybody's stuff till after we do this. So um, I'll, I'll circle back around. Anyway, main event of the evening, Mackenzie Dern taking on Angela Hill. Angela Hill, underdog here, plus 147. Mackenzie Dern, minus 172. Over on rounds at four and a half. Women's science for a main event. Um, Angela Hill's 38 years old. She's so old. She's so old, bro. She's so old. Now, eyeball test. This looks like an Angela Hill win. It really does. You can say, well, Mackenzie Dern's been practicing with her hands. Mackenzie Dern, world-class jiu-jitsu, Mackenzie Dern wrestling, all this stuff. But she doesn't do it. She doesn't throw it all together in a fight. Very rarely does she throw it all together in a fight. Meanwhile, Angela Hill comes out there 
uh, and looks like a Waffle House Dom Cruise every time she comes out. And she tip tap toes dance and pumps that little fake little slight little tippy tappy jab out and, um, you know, darts in and out and does that little thing. And, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll Angela Hill at women's science here, man. Um, I, I put a tweet out earlier that Mackenzie blast doubles, you know, beginning seconds of round one and gets her out of there. No round two start. Um, that is more, more joke than anything else. I mean, if I was McKenzie during that, if you're Perillo and you're coaching McKenzie during that should be your game plan, right? It's you go out there. You don't even, don't even throw a punch at her unless it's to close the distance, to press her up against the cage and drag her to the ground and choke her. Like I would, I don't, why they don't do, I don't understand. And we've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not going to get into it even more so tonight, but we've talked about this so much why are you abandoning your core skill sets? I understand it's mixed martial arts and you have to be well-rounded in fights. But when you have such a strategic advantage and you decide to not do it, that would be like, oh, you know what? We're Roman legionnaires and we've, we've, been, we've been destroying all of the European peninsula with the phalanx for the last hundred years. You know what we should do? You know what we should do? Uh, we, we should definitely mount up on camels. We should get camels and elephants like the Napoleonic armies and then try to fight people from them. Like you're, you're choosing to do something that's so foreign to your very nature. You are a world champion jujitsu practitioner, Mackenzie. So much so, so much so that you somehow have, have developed a Portuguese accent. Jiu-jitsu is so far into your blood. Um, so, I don't know. She's on demon time right now anyway because she's she's single. Her and the old, her and the old man broke up, so she's on straight demon time. So, you know, she might not have even been dedicated this camp. We have no idea. Is she even showing up or is she in the club? You know, you don't know what she's doing. So, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, you can't. You, there's no telling what these what these ladies are doing. I'll tell you who is showing up to the gym. It's 38 year old Angela Hill because she's got to get her practices in before that dinner special comes up at the old folks' home, so she can get her senior citizen discount. I mean, 38 years old and she's still fighting like five times a year. That's so crazy, man. I can't believe that's happening. Um, speaking of demon time, producer Jake, let's talk about it for a second. Hold on a second. Let me. Uh, Take a sip. Tim Elliott, who I think he fights next weekend. Tim Elliott put a uh, put a tweet out. Put out a tweet. Um, producer Jake, it's pretty bad. It's pretty scathing. Talking about his uh, talking about his, what I'm assuming is going to now be his ex-wife. Um. It, if possible, can you can you pull up the the bird app and give us Tim Elliott's tweet on? Uh, or did he take it down? I wonder if he took it down. Should be. Uh, I think it's awkward MMA is what he has it under. Producer Jake's looking for that. So anyway, while he's looking for that, what we had happen for those of you who are unaware, Tim Elliott posted a tweet talking about his soon-to-be, I'm assuming soon-to-be, unless they somehow reconcile this, ex-wife, uh, former UFC um, roster alum, Gina Mazzani. 
I put a picture up of Gina crying in a state in, in some sort of state of uh, blissful tears, reading to Tim Elliott's daughter vows from their wedding day. Um, meanwhile, Kevin Kroom is looming in the background. Uh, Kevin Kroom looming in the background, and he basically goes on to say that uh, this woman was um, engaged in some uh, extracurricular wrestling practice with Kevin Kroom for the entirety of their relationship up to and including the wedding night. So the day the picture was taken. Um, yikes. He put it all out there on the, uh, the, the, the Twitter sphere for everybody to see. Now, I feel like I feel like we could have realistically if, if we probably could have um here we go oh yeah here we go all right for those of you who are just listening we're just going to read this tweet from from uh tim here it says you want to see something gross this is my air quote wife reading vows to my daughter on our quote unquote wedding night the guy holding the microphone i.e kevin Kroom, was my friend teammate my wife cheated on me with this guy the same night and they've had a relationship our entire quote unquote marriage. And then he just lists her name, Gina Mazzani. That's a hurt piece, man. That's a hurt piece. And he put it out there and he's, he's trying to figure out how to do that, you know, live his life that way. Um, and he decided to put that out there for everybody to see it. Now there, there were probably some signs if we're being honest, there were probably some signs that we could have helped him out here. Um, case in point, I don't know Gina Mazzani at all, but but uh, the Glory Glory MMA team, if you recall, right? That's the homestead of one Laura Sanko and uh, used to be Megan Anderson and uh, Gina. And there was always the the riffings of, of of a fallout there because one, both if not all, were all uh, in bed with uh, old Jimmy Krause was the rumor. Now. Here's the thing, right? I believe Sanko publicly denounced said rumors, but if she's hanging out with Mazzani and Mazzani is behaving that way and has been for years, I don't know if you guys know how this works, but there used to be this old timey saying about birds of a feather and flocking together and all this kind of stuff. I would venture to say that if Laura pure speculation here, knew that Gina was engaged in extracurricular wrestling practice with uh, Kevin Kroom. That was probably a uh, common practice around the area, I would guess. So there's warning sign number one. Number two is, I, again, I don't know Gina Mazzani at all, but she looks like she drives a Nissan. And uh, I'm just going to clue you young bucks in. If you see a girl driving a Nissan, that's she's for the streets, bro. That ain't it. Just let that go. Especially a Nissan Maxima. I think you've heard me tell you this before. And a white Nissan is like a queen bee of the streets. So uh, I would, I have no idea what Gina Mazzani drives. I'd be willing to bet money. She drives a white Nissan Altima or a white Nissan Maxima. I'd be willing to bet. So hopefully Tim learns his lesson here. Um, yeah. Hair dye, finger tattoos, white Nissans, and um, bad company corrupts good character. You've heard me say it before. Yeah, hanging out with the uh, hanging out with the hoochies, you're gonna hooch. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know what? I, I can appreciate 
listen, you know, there's there's a lot of places where you can um, you can come and just let your freak flag fly. And Shady says, I'm here and I'm queer. So, all right, Shady, I appreciate you, bro. Um, I won't affirm that sort of degenerate behavior, but um, I mean, you do you, man. You know what I mean? It's not my thing. I'm not a I'm not an ally, as they say in today's world, right? Uh, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy, pal. All right, Themba Garimbo taking on Takashi Sato. Sato at 16 and 6, Garimbo at 10 and 4. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you here. I like Garimbo in the spot. You give me the plus money. Takashi Sato is old, slow, super hittable, doesn't do anything good. I got even money on Garimbo. Sure. Give me the young blood. I'm all about it. Over on the rounds, two and a half. I don't care about any of that. I got a decent money line here. I'm taking Garimbo. It's just that easy. Takashi Sato, not good. Victoria Leonardo, nine and four, taking on Natalia Silva at 14, five and one. Everybody's little favorite acai bowl. Natalia Silva, everybody thinks, oh, she's so little. She's so sweet. She's so crunchy. I just want to eat her up. Everybody loves Natalia Silva, right? Um, look, minus 1,000. Victoria Leonardo plus 700. We don't even need to talk about this. Victoria Leonardo is a 1994 Ford F-150. She is wide. She gets poor gas mileage. She is hard to knock over, but she is nothing. If not, you can beat the hell out of her, and she will continue to run. Give me the old farm truck in Victoria Leonardo. She's going she's gonna to make it happen, baby. Plus 700. Dude, you give me plus 700 on a, on a mom in a mall fighting... Valentina Shevchenko, and I'm taking it. You, you just women are not good. Give me Victoria Leonardo for all. I mean, yeah, here Nichols is right. I'll wait for Leonardo Moneyline plus 1500. Yeah, for sure, dude. Women's science, it's just whatever big line you can get, just, just let her rip. Just let it rip. Let it rip. I love this because I think she, what if she just goes out there and she just holds on to Natalia Silva? Natalia Silva, like, literally, probably with proper diet and nutrition. And if she stopped doing squats could fight at like 105 pounds. Um, so yeah, give me, give me Leonardo. All right. Chase Hooper taking on Nick Fiore, Fiore at six and one Chase Hooper at 11, three and one, you know who everybody hates. And I'm not talking about Ben Asker. I'm talking about his son, Chase Hooper. Nobody. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that likes Chase Hooper. Now, I know some people like to bet him because he somehow finds ways to win fights, but I think he's like, I think he's the MMA community's most popular fade. And we get a good spot here. Nick Fiore, if I'm not mistaken, is a black belt. Um, he's a Northeast guy. And, you know, just going to be honest with you here, I'll show some bias to the Northeast people. If you're born and raised in the Northeast, you're just a little bit grimier than your average person, right? I'm not going to say you're tougher. You're not like cowboy tough. You're not like Canadian hockey player tough. But like, I mean, it's. Help me out here, Jake, right? It's cold weather. It's jeans. It's Tim's. You know, it's bad water. It's, you know, cold houses and hardwood floors. You, you know what I mean? It's it's factory work and night shift like that. That is that. Dude, that's the Northeast, right? That's how we get it done. Uh, give me Fiora over Chase Hooper. I just I think he beats him up. Plus, Chase Hooper's newly married, man. He literally is just like hanging out. He's probably got a whole two-bedroom apartment. He's probably got like a dog that counts like a half a dog, like a Bichon Frise, uh, that he probably calls Buster. And uh, he's just, you know, he's just walking the dog, hanging out, going to Jits practice and getting, you know, getting it wet with the old lady. So I uh, give me Nick Fiora, man. The guy wants it more. He's gonna probably walk out to prodigy uh 
not prodigy um he'll probably walk out the shook ones part two if i had to guess if i had to dude if i, if I had to guess man i'm thinking fewer is walking out the shook ones um i think that's the case i, th- I think that's the case Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. All right. Alir Latifi taking on Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento at nine and one. Alir Latifi at 16 and eight. Alir Latifi, bro. You want to talk about physique goals. Physique goals. Alir Latifi. My man can survive a car crash at 60 with no seatbelt on without a scratch on him. That dude, you can he is unrockable. That neck, it just doesn't exist. It just sits in between the shoulders. Now, uh is in a minus 200 favor here. Alir Latifi at plus 170. If you're a foul point deduction player, it's a great fight for Alir Latifi loves getting poked in the eyes. He's also a weird height, so he like charges in. He loves to get kicked in the dick. Um, and Nascimento's a big sloppy Brazilian. Just hate me for it, but he is. He, he just everything's looping and wide, and and yeah, it just look. Uh, all the weird stuff is on is in is in play for this fight. All the weird stuff. So point deductions, fouls, split decisions, uh, point spread plays. All all of that is in play here. Hell, fight ends in DQ or no contest. If that's available, this is all this is all readily available. Uh, if it's out there, these are worth considering. This is the fight to do it. There will be eye pokes. There will be dick kicks. There will be a point deduction and fence grabs. All the weird stuff is going to happen, right? This will be where all the weird stuff happens is with this one. So uh, give me a Lear Latifi. And then uh, I, I I would, I'm going to play, I'll, when the line drops, if it's not out already, I'll look for it. Hold on, bear with me here. If there's a split decision line for this already, uh, we're going to play that too. We, we We will play that if and when such a thing drops let me see if it is available um let's see do we have a split decision out yet i don't i don't see it i don't see it latifi by decision plus 325 but uh yeah all right i'm on that i'm on alir latifi i'm leaning that way for my man give it to me with the big no neck you know what i mean give me that give me the give me the thick white black Give it to me. All right. Orion Kosi at eight and one, taking on Gilbert Urbina. Urbina at six and two. Orion Kosi, I mean, it's fine. I mean, we're getting him at a pick him now. Uh, over and around at two and a half. With any of the Kosi bros, cardio becomes an issue further down the line. Um, to be honest with you, this is a no play for me. I don't I don't have a strong read on this. Um, that I don't I don't understand. Um, I don't understand how to cap either one of the Koshi bros. Kosi, Koski, Koski, Koski. I don't know how you say their. I don't even know how they're saying saying their name. I don't. I don't particularly have a play here. This is a no play for me. You're not going to get a detailed breakdown on me because I am not playing this fight. All right, two fights left. Here we go. Carolina Kovacavich at 14 and seven, taking on Vanessa Glitter Factory, aka Little Monster Demopolis at nine and four. Look, look, look. I need Carolina to get to plus money. If Carolina, if we can flip this line, I play Carolina. I play Carolina. I think Vanessa is punching way above her weight class as it is lately anyway. Um, 
I would I would feel more confident playing Carolina at plus money than Vanessa. However, women's science, whoever ends up being the dog on Saturday morning, will see my action. I will not play anything until I see who is the dog on Saturday morning. So if the if I wake up Saturday morning and I pull it up and Vanessa Demopoulos still remains underdog status, I will go Vanessa. If we somehow manage to flip this entire thing to Carolina, awesome. And if we if it ends up at a pick'em, I will go Carolina as well. So pick'em Carolina. Uh if it and then if you know Saturday morning we're just going science. Simple as that. Simple as that. Everybody loves Carolina Kolakave, so she's like a little, little Polish, little Polish mail order bride, you know. Just she's like like the B tier Polish mail order bride, you know what I mean? Like when you're on like from like the higher end of the budget, whenever you got one in, you know what I mean? So Mahachete at nine and two, taking on Slava Claus at six and three. I'm gonna be honest with you. Slava Claus is on my no bet list. You can you can make you can you can talk to me all you want about the Russian tax and the V tax, right? He's got three V's in his name, so you know you know you're going to get this at the other than prices. That dude has one one path to victory, and it's render you unconscious. If he cannot land, if you don't want to engage in a kickboxing fight with him. He has nothing. He got nothing. He got. He's got nothing for you. Um, now that being said, Mahachete might be a willing dance partner. Uh, he very well might go out there and be like, you know what? I will stand and bang with you. I I will. Um, a loss over Hoffa Garcia, or a loss to Hoffa Garcia. I mean, I don't really know what. I don't really know what his ceiling is. I'm not sure how to gauge his skill level. Um, if they go out there and they throw hands, obviously it leans towards Slava Claus. But if if you've watched any tape on him, you know how awful he is, right? Like, so if you're Mahachete and you're you're prepping to get ready for Slava Claus, why why even drill striking? Like just position yourself to try to get a takedown and have the cardio to be able to hold him for 15. I mean, he he can't, he literally cannot do anything unless they're standing there banging. Now, if they are standing there banging, um, yeah, I mean, things could definitely go, go that way under two and a half. I I've kind of, I kind of like that. Um, but look, man, I, I really hate betting on Slava because he just looks so he looks so bad. If you're not going to stand there and punch with him, he's got nothing for you. Mike Davis and Mark DeCasey both just dog walked him on the ground. Let me just take you down, grind you out. If you're Machete, why would you do something different? Now, that being said, it's the year of people doing shit they shouldn't be doing. Right? This is kind of the thing. Right? You, you, it's just really it's really kind of it. But. uh yeah, man, I think I think Slava loses three in a row. I think Slava is about to lose three in a row here, and PFL is going to be real happy to pick him up. He's going to do great in the PFL. Give me Mahashete at plus money. Uh, I'm on, I'm on Mahashete plus money, and then under two and a half um, is probably where I'm leaning. So we'll run through these from top to bottom again. This is a shorter event. We don't have a ton here. Um, only twelve fights total. 
not a lot of deep spots, not a lot of stuff I definitely that I that I really like. Um, so so here we are. So top to bottom, money line leans, Garimbo, Leonardo, Fior, Latifi, Kosi, uh, probably Urbina. No, Urbina. Uh, whoever the underdog is in Kolakavitz versus Demopolis. Right now it's Demopolis, so we'll go there. Mahachete, Johnson, Buckley. I don't, Loopy's going to be the one women's favorite that wins. Shabazian and Angela Hill. That's where I'm at. So we got three women's science plays, one women's favorite we're going for. And, of course, it's Loopy. Um, but that's it, really. Like I said, shorter, succinct show. Not a lot of spots that I love. I haven't been loving my reads lately, although I feel confident in everything I'm saying. I don't know. I, don't, I just, shit's not shaking out the way I want it to. Anyway, all that to say, um, oh, I'm giving away a book. Hold on. So one of the things that we do in the, in our house, um, we have started a, a family book club, i.e. me and my wife, where I, I buy two copies of a book. We both read it, talk about it, give us something to talk about, right? There's a pro marriage tip, right? So if you've been uh, been married, you've been in the game a long time, like, boy, this will be 19 years this year, 19 years. So something new, fun, exciting that we're doing. So we just finished our first book. Um, I'll be giving it away. Uh, there's no thing to, you know, no, no winning it or whatever. Just if you want it. Message me on Twitter or shoot me an email at punchlistmma or chat at punchlistmma. You can shoot me an email or hit me up on Twitter at punchlistmma. Tell me you want it. Uh, give me your address and I'll mail it over to you. It's first come, first serve. So the first book that we're giving away, make sure I took everything out of here. First book we're giving away, uh, The Soul After Death by Father Seraphim Rose, uh, which was fantastic. Fan. Fantastic. Talks about everything from astro, the astral plane, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, uh, aerial powers that be, whether or not UFOs are real, uh, biolocation, heaven, hell, reality, fourth dimension stuff. If you want, if you want, let me know. I will mail it to you of no charge to you, uh, just under the gentleman's promise that you will read it. So, um, the soul after death, you can look it up on Amazon. I believe it has about 455 star reviews. So, uh, not something just came up out of nowhere. So that's the first book. We'll be giving away another one here shortly. So, all right, that does it for me. I wish you all very well. Good luck on your bets this weekend. I'll talk to you on the old, uh, bird app between now and Saturday. And then on Saturday as well, we'll talk then, uh, next week. Hold on. Let me look at the events. I believe next week we have a guest. Let me make sure if, um, is Nick, when is the Albazi and Kai Car France fights? Is that next week? Six, three. So we got a, we have an off week. Oh, we're all, we have no fights next week. Yo, we're still going to do a show anyway, but for the Kai Car France and Amir Albazi card, we will have, um, we will have Johnny from Johnny K Picks will be a guest on the show for that one. And then the, shit, what is it? The week of the 19th, June 19th, we will not have a show that, that, um, 
not a live show anyway. I'll probably pre-record and release. So, um, yeah, we'll do it like that. And then also the show is now available on Rumble, um, one of the few platforms that we were not on. Uh, we are now on Rumble. So if you don't like YouTube and um, all that that comes with YouTube, you can check us out. Uh, I say us as in me and producer Jake. You can check us out over on Rumble, Punchlist MMA podcast. Feel free to subscribe over there. Um, Going to give that a whirl too. So everything here will, will, is synced over there. Um, there's not any like Rumble exclusive content or anything like that. So it is what it is. Wherever you see it now, you'll see the same thing over there. Although I will say, being on the Rumble Creator Program, you're monetized from day one. You don't have to like jump through all the hoops that you had to do for um, YouTube. So, and their Community Strike Program is pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. So, although I don't say nearly the bad things I used to. All right. Everybody be good to each other. See everybody on Saturday. Um, let me know if you want a book. If not, take care of yourself, and we will talk to you later. God bless you. We'll see you. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.